also issuing a new goal for America. Let's cut in half the energy wasted by our homes and businesses over the next 20 years. We'll work with the states to do it. Those states with the best ideas to create jobs and lower energy bills by constructing more efficient buildings will receive federal support to help make that happen. You're listening to the Energy Policy Podcast, a production of the Center for the New Energy Economy at Colorado State University. I'm your host, Tom Plant. I'm your co-host, Jeff Ling. And you just heard from President Obama. That was during his 2013 State of the Union speech. He made energy productivity a center point of his energy message during that speech. Yeah, doubling energy, U.S. energy productivity by 2030, Tom. This was a campaign that started with the Alliance to Save Energy and others. And uh, picked up by DOE, if you go to uh, uh, the Accelerate Energy Productivity 2030, energy2030.org website, you can learn more. $327 billion they're estimating we can save in our economy through doubling productivity. So this is not just a good idea, but actually a, a great thing for the economy, uh, a way to save money. And, you know, you, you hear that... Um, that uh, you may have heard the term megawatt, and that was actually a typo. I, uh, Amory Lovins from the Rocky Mountain Institute was typing megawatt, which is a uh, amount of power that a power plant might be producing, and it, he accidentally typed megawatt, and he said, "Oh, hey, that's really good. That, yeah. That's what I want to. That's what I want to go after. Are megawatts? Um, also, uh, the first fuel is sometimes referred to as, and uh, energy efficiency being sort of the first fuel because it's least cost." And therefore, should be our first fuel option. So, two cents, three cents, four cents per kilowatt hour. That's kind of the range of most energy efficiency. And uh, if and you think about energy generation, right, that might cost five cents, six, seven cents, even wholesale, right, uh, for the utility to provide that uh, that energy. And so, if you can reduce the demand for two or three cents a, a, a kilowatt hour, then that's that's a cheaper cheaper way to manage the system, and also makes the system more productive. You know, we heard the president talking about that doubling energy productivity goal. And there was a study that came out a couple of years ago from the, Amer from the American Council of, for an Energy Efficient Economy, ACEEE. And they found that from the point of a power generator to the point where you're actually putting that energy to work in your house or in your business, you know, heating your water or providing light, we lose 86% of that That's power incredible. along the way. And so what the president is saying, let's double that productivity of that energy across that entire, that entire chain. And so, you know, what, what does that mean, 86%? So let's turn 86% into, let's turn it into a fraction. So that means one in every seven units of energy that go into our, our energy system come out as useful work. And we'll talk about work, I think, here more in these segments. So if you, if you sort of assume seven units of, of any form of primary energy go into the nation's power plants, right? Um, four of them right away get lost to heat, unuseful work, uh, the laws of entropy, right? They, it goes up out of the smokestack of a power plant. So three come out. Uh, we lose another unit of energy in the transmission and distribution and substation systems, all of the... Uh, equipment that's used to bring power from a power plant to our homes and businesses. And then finally, we lose another unit of energy um, at, at our homes and businesses in uh, the efficiency of our end-use appliances. So that's, the, that's where the, the, the many knife cuts of energy efficiency uh, happen, Tom, from seven units going into our power plants, 
to only one unit of, of useful work at the end. So when we talk about this energy productivity, we're really talking about, for the most part, three different things. At least that's what we'll talk about in this right. in this uh, se this uh, section this month. And with the three different types of energy productivity we'll talk about is first of all. Um, energy efficiency. We're talking about demand side. Uh, so, for example, in the example of a water heater, you take uh, an inefficient water heater, maybe one that's only 70% efficient, and you upgrade that to a 90% efficient water heater. That means you're going to heat your water, uh, but you're going to do it with less energy. And utilities, Tom, around the country offer uh, rebates or incentives for consumers to do th just that, right? There are hot water heater programs, but a myriad uh, programs out there. Demand side management or DSM programs over the last two decades have uh, avoided, according to Alliance to Save Energy, have avoided uh, as many as 100, 300 megawatt size power plants, if you can believe that. So just those, just those measures have kept us from having to build those power plants, which drive up rates and which cost customers money as well as, you know, uh, contributing to this inefficient system. The second would be conservation, so the second type of productivity. So pro conservation is kind of what you do, you know, the way that you manage your energy. So you take that same efficient water heater and it might be set to a very high temperature so that when you take a shower, you're actually mixing that hot water with cold water to make it comfortable. So a conservation uh, action would be to turn the setting on the water heater down to a, a temperature where you don't have to use cold right, water. Right, so it's, your, it's behavior, right? Right. It's the actions that we take. And then finally, so I'm just going to run with your example, uh, demand response. And, and that really has to do with um, how efficiently are we using the grid. Um, if you take the same example of a hot, we hot water heater and add in uh, a toaster and a hair dryer and, a, and the vacuum cleaner, uh, it's entirely possible to, uh, uh, to trip a breaker in a house. And, and that's a pretty good analogy for the need for demand response. We can't turn on all of the end-use appliances at the same time, so we need to sort of uh, fluctuate them and make sure that we're optimizing the grid. And the utilities version of that break, you know, blowing the breaker at your house is they get these huge surges and they have to start up some peaker power plant that's, that's going right. to pro provide power at a very high cost to the consumer uh, for a very short period of time. So instead of doing that, if they can manage that load more effectively, then they can have a more efficient system or a more productive system. I think we'll talk a lot about buildings here, Tom. You know, 40% of our, uh, the energy in the U.S. is consumed in buildings, 70% of the electricity. Uh, you have this great statistic on the amount of new buildings that will be built. Yeah, Architecture 2030 uh, at Masria, at Architecture 2030, pointed out that by 2035, three quarters of our buildings in this country are going to either be new or remodeled. So the policies that we put in place around how we build those buildings or how we bring buildings up to code is really important in how we're going to use energy for decades and decades to come. You mentioned policy and, and just a, a last point here. There are 27 states with energy efficiency resource standards. Uh, 20 with uh, mandatory standards, so a requirement on their utilities to incentivize the, the reduction of end-use energy consumption through efficiency programs and conservation. Uh, there are about six states that have voluntary goals, 
And so I think we'll talk a lot more about policy in, in later segments, but it's really worth noting that states have led on this, like a number of energy policies. States have led on energy conservation. So it's exciting that there's a national in initiative to double productivity. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things we aren't going to talk about, Jeff, is, is what we just finished talking about when we talked about net metering, which is distributed generation. So right. you were talking about that entire system and the, the large power plant at the end of the line and going through the transmission system. As you bring your generation closer to load, you actually get a more productive system. Um, and so one of the things Good that goes... Good point. You don't have to pay that one unit of energy to transmission right. and distribution. That's right? right. We're not going to talk about that because we just spent a month talking okay, about well, that. Okay, well, we're so, narrowing it down. <laughs> so energy productivity for the month of March. You've been listening to the Energy Policy Podcast. You can listen to us at policypodcast.com. You can listen to the old podcast there as well. This is a production of the Center for the New Energy Economy at Colorado State University. I'm your host, Tom Plant. I'm your co-host, Jeff Ling. Thanks a lot for listening.